You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Hey. That was a very that was not a good uh, that was a very depressed hey and hello. I, I need to say by the way right off the bat, um we forgot to, uh, I would like to know what you did, Gary, for World Photography Day. Well, oh gosh, I probably took some pictures, yeah. I imagine. We had a we just had a small celebration, you know, with a, a, an intimate gathering with a, a little cake and uh you know some ice cream and then we sat around in a circle uh, regaling ourselves with grand tales of photography over the years. That's that's, we, that's great. That's, you know, some people like to have a big world photography day where you know with lots of presents and a world photography tree. And, but uh, so embarrassed, so gauche. Yeah, Who does yeah. That? We just, yeah. you know, I don't know. We've just decided that uh, we feel that it's become too commercialized. So we thought that we better to do world photography day just a little bit more. You know, about the family. Uh, well, it's it's actually so commercialized that my family celebrates it in November. Is that what it is? Because we want to be we want to be away from the actual day. We really yeah. want to get to the spirit of World Photography Day yeah. rather than rather than celebrate it commercially with everybody else buying all the cards and the gifts and going through. All, I mean, now it seems like even the World Photography Day is in August. Doesn't it seem like the stores all pull out the stuff like in yeah. in, in May? It's like way every too year early. it gets earlier. It's way yeah. too early. And remember when there used to be just one World Photography Day parade, and now there's like six. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you got to get up in the morning at like 8 o'clock and then you turn on ABC for the Macy's World Photography Day Parade. And if you're in it, you got to put on your giant paper mache Nikon camera costume. It's just too much. The giant floating roll of uh, of film. (laughs) It's just too much. It's too much. You know, that's why we celebrated in November. Last year, I went dressed as Dektol. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing is, I paid so much money for my Ansel Adams costume yeah. uh, that I have to really wear it for a few years right. to, to you balance have to re- it out. You have to reuse it. You have to reuse right. You know, it I feel like year. if I wore it just once, it would be wasteful, and that's yeah. not really in the spirit of, of World Photography that's Day. That's good. I mean, you got to do that. you got to do that. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, World Photography Day was uh, the 19th, I believe, of August. Saturday, the 19th of August. When And, and you know, and happy World Photography Day to... Happy you, World Boo Photography Ray. Day uh, to you. Listen, uh, let's segue right into something real quick that I posted on um, our Facebook page where I read a article about the most iconic cameras, and I was curious to find out if you had ever maybe owned one. <laughs> if you had ever <laughs> oh, owned... Oh, okay, this is good. I get it now. This is going to be the Boo Ray's old and, and Gary's young thing. Okay. No, no, not, no, not at all. Um I mean, I hadn't really thought of them as being that old, but I guess they are kind of that old. Uh, but since, you know, with World Photography Day, um, I thought it would be nice You know, I'm, s- I'm sorry for being snarky. That was not in the spirit of World Photography that Day. It's certainly not in the spirit. I mean, you – well, wait a minute. Have you – you've shot with, with – I mean, maybe not professionally, but you've shot with film. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, never mind then. I guess this is not going to work. You haven't shot with film? I no, guess not. not. No, I mean, I've my parents always shot medium format in their business, so I've, I've loaded thousands of rolls of 120 and 220 film and, okay. and uh, taken the odd photo here and there, but I've never owned a camera that was a film camera, myself, personally. Did your parents ever shoot a Roloflex 3.5F? I have no idea. The classic, so. the classic Roloflex that you look down on, it's got two lenses on the front. Probably my dad, because he's very old. 
Right. So <laughs> he's the been classic. doing photography a long time. Right. The classic um, Roloflex 3.5F. That's one of the of the cameras. There's only there's only four cameras on this list of uh, the most iconic film cameras of all time. One of them is the Roloflex 3.5F, which I never owned, but was always cool. You know, that's so you look down on it and you go chunk and then you wind it, you know, chunk, you know. So that was always a cool camera. That uh, uh, that woman who was a nanny. All her life, and they recently, uh, someone recently bought like street photography lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she that's awesome. what she used was a Rolleiflex, uh, a great camera for selfies, by the way, because you can you're looking down at it, so it's an, actually like your gut level when you take a picture, so it's not blocking your face. Of course, there's no such thing as a selfie back then. You had to actually look in a mirror to take a selfie with a with one of uh, these. People cameras. do that all the time still, but it's usually in their bathroom, right? You know? <laughs> right. Like- uh, another another one is the Nikon F, uh, the yeah. original Nikon F. Um, then, of course, the Leica M3, the famous, infamous Leica M3, which is the camera that pretty much every war correspondent in Vietnam carried. Uh, you know, some of the most iconic film uh, pictures are, are, were taken by the Leica. And I actually, uh, e- eBay and Stuff Magazine both uh, picked it as the top gadget of all time, the Leica M3. The, Le- the Leica M3, the really? Top, the top gadget of all time was the Leica M3 for 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 how great it was and how much it revolutionized photography and, and opened up the world uh, to images and, and the like. So the Leica M3, even today, an expensive camera to buy. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I just decided to look that up on Google Shopping, and it's got prices from $2,600 um, all the way up to $44,000. Yes, the Leica M3. And then we get to a camera that I never actually owned but used extensively in high school because this was the camera that every high school used for their yearbook squads, and it was the Pentax K1000. Oh, I'm familiar with that uh, one. The Pentax yeah. K1000 I used in high school, and I sold the Pentax K1000 at the camera counter at Montgomery Wards in Monroe, Louisiana. And uh, it is a workhorse of a camera. It's one of the few cameras that you could use it without a battery. The light meter wouldn't work, but the camera would still work. And um, it was just a, a brick. I mean, it was just like solid steel, bludgeon someone to death quality. You could hit this thing, beat this thing against a tree, and you couldn't break it. And um, that was the camera that I used. So I was actually shooting on the beach one day not too long ago, and a guy was walking down the beach, and I spotted the camera. He was carrying it, and I saw it, and I stopped. I was like, come here. And he came over. I'm like, is that a K1000? And he was like, yes. I'm like, can I hold it? Can I please just hold it? I haven't held one since I was like 16. This magic moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was exactly that way. Hey, escorted back to your prom where you were clearly by yourself um, with your camera. Oh, I wasn't even there. I wasn't even at the prom. <laughs> Did you not get invited? Uh, I was invited. Everyone was invited to the prom. The The problem uh, with going to the prom came into the finding someone to go with you category. Ooh, yeah, right. And your mom was busy? Yes, mom was busy that night. <laughs> she couldn't go. <laughs> and uh, so, last moment, you know, Rachel's date showed up. And so I, I had to go <laughs> by myself with my Casio keyboard. Oh, yeah. So no, I actually, sad, I actually never went. I never went to a prom. Uh, but then again, I have a long history of not being invited to things, so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, what is that about not being invited to things? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hey, hey, it's happy fun. world photography day. Happy world photography uh, day to you. I mean, it's like uh, I don't know. Do you get upset when someone has like a thing and they invite everybody and they don't invite you? Here's the irony of not being invited to things: is that my one of my favorite things in life. 
one of the things that gives me the biggest rush of pleasure is canceling plans yes. at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, knowing that, like, oh, man, here's a thing that I didn't get invited to that makes me really sad and upset. I feel like I, I should definitely be there. All my friends are there. It's definitely something that would involve me. However... I know that if someone had asked me, I would take great pleasure in canceling my plans to go to the thing anyway. So, <laughs> I would please. Can you please allow me the the joy of saying no? That's yes, all I'm, just, that's all I'm looking for. Just ask me so I can say no, please. Um, anyway, so no, I haven't owned any of those cameras. Not a one. I know it's very sad, uh, but I'm you know I never shot my first camera. This is gonna date me a little bit. Um, my first camera I shot with that I owned that wasn't, you know, belonged to my parents or their business was not until I was 24, and it was a Canon Digital Rebel. Okay. And not even the, the cool black one. It was like the ugly the ugly silver one. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Very, that was hideous. Very yeah. bulbous, that camera. I felt yeah. It was, very, it was, bul- it was, not, it was not, just, just kind of bulbous, kind of roundy kind of feeling in your hand. Yeah. It was funny because that's the way I sort of got into photography uh, because, you know, like the thing when your dad's a, a cop or, or a professional square dance caller or whatever he happens to do for a living, you're either going to do that thing or you're totally not. Like you're either going to follow your father into his profession or you're just going to do everything you can to not do it. And so I uh, I did everything else. I did everything else I could do to not end up being a photographer. And I ended up being a photographer anyway. And it's because I bought a damn digital rebel on a Black Friday sale at Circuit City for like 400 bucks and uh, started taking pictures and realized it was fun and uh, and then I then uh, the rest is history so that was it yeah so we I don't now, have any I don't have any cool history in like Vietnam with the Leica M3 or anything We've like now that, mentioned but. two retailers where we bought cameras that don't exist anymore <laughs> <laughs> And then I went and I bought all my CDs at Specs it yeah. was great yeah. Tower Records. Uh, I uh, my first camera was a Pentax ME, a Pentax ME, which was better than the K1000 because it had more electronic stuff in it. What's really funny is when I think back on my day shooting for the yearbook, how I absolutely had no idea what I was doing. I was a photographer, but all I really knew how to do was center the needle. That was all I knew how to do. There was no flash involved, and it was center the needle. I had no concept of depth of field. I had no concept of of lens compression we didn't have lenses there was no changing lenses we i had no concept of anything i, I uh, framing uh nothing i had I, it was just center the needle and take a picture but man i thought i was cool with my camera with my with my rainbow colored strap because that was really the most important part of your camera uh in the 80s was that your strap was really cool <laughs> you couldn't use like the strap that came with it. You had to buy a strap at a camera store that was like didn't have wide. a lighting bolt on it. Yeah, it was wide like a wide like a guitar strap, and it would be all colors or something like that. And the, the one at our school was rainbow like Mork the Orcs like like Mork from Orcs uh, suspenders. That's mm-hmm. what it color it was. And then when I bought my camera, the first thing I did was run off to Bob Evans Camera Shop so I could buy myself a cool custom strap and a hamburger and a hamburger at Bob Evans Camera Shop. <laughs> I think his name was Bob Evans. Yeah. I think I really do, if I remember correctly. Not the Bob Evans. No, it's not the Bob Evans. Yeah. Well, I actually, here's the funny part. I'm looking at right now, thanks to the interwebs. Man, the internet's magical, isn't it? It is magical. uh, 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 You can use it to contact people and invite them to your special event that you're having. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's got multiple ways to do that. The uh, Pentax ME Super SMC with a 50mm f2 lens and a 35mm lens, uh, $119 from uh, Etsy. Oh, yeah, you can pick up like a K1000 for... I've, I almost... I, several times I have almost bought a K1000 just so I could have it sitting on a shelf in my office because it would make me happy to have it sitting there. There you go. You, there you go, friends and neighbors, when you're always trying, struggling for a gift to get a uh, Blu-ray for a birthday or Christmas, a Pentax K1000 would be a cool little thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, there's a $49 on eBay for one with a 50 millimeter yeah. lens. Yeah. You know, this would be a really fun project. I think I might, there's a whole kit here for $60 with the leather bag and the whole nine yards and a flash and everything, extra lenses. Two lenses, leather case, 60 bucks. Who doesn't have sixty bucks? Exactly. I spent sixty bucks on dinner last night. All right. So here, here's the thing. Would you take? Would you take a, a film camera to a wedding and do a few shots? The only reason I wouldn't do it is because of the carrying part. Because I already carry so much on my hip, so it would have to be. You know, I, I, I like if I'm shooting the ceremony, I'd have no place to put it. I guess I'd have to have it strung around my neck with a really cool strap. Yeah. <laughs> with a really cool, like a like a Buck Owens uh, guitar strap uh, or something. Yeah, okay. I, I've got something uh, on my Christmas list now. I think I'm going to get an old film camera like this. this and then what will cool. you do? What will you do with it? Um, I think that you know, like what I've really been struggling to do in my business because a lot of my stuff is fairly um, humdrum day to day. A lot of business headshots and things like that. Um, well, I think. For my studio sessions, I've been looking for a way to do something kind of unique, you know, um, for clients and up my pricing more and offer and have a couple more unique offerings, um, excuses to make more prints, stuff like that, because I really do like making prints, but most of my work doesn't call for it. And uh, it would be cool to do some, um, you know, take the last few minutes of a session and do a couple of film shots, you know, using the same lighting, use the same right. setup and, and see what kind of cool stuff that I can get with it. I think that'd be kind of neat. Um, because I'm always trying to figure out something interesting to do uh, in my fairly uninteresting uh, day-to-day, you know, because I have more of a commodity business. I'm serving people with, you know, pictures that they need for their jobs rather than art for their walls mm-hmm. or wedding albums for the most part and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that was, I, you know, for 60 bucks, I'd be willing to try it, although <laughs> Did you- I might be, I already hate processing. I might hate waiting for film to get processed. I don't know. I'm not sure where you would even send it. <laughs> yeah, we have a place locally that still does film processing, okay. and there are there are pl- places you can mail it to and stuff. But I do remember as a kid, um, every Monday because my parents were wedding photographers, and every Monday morning on my way being driven to school, that we had to go to the lab and drop off the wedding, the rolls of film from the wedding on the Saturday before, and that was like. That was it. We might as well have had an armored car. That was the mission. It was like the importance of getting those rolls of film delivered safely to the lab yes. on the Monday morning yes. and dropping them in. And my dad wouldn't put them in the drop off. He had to put them into the hands of a person, you know. And I, it, it was a big deal. And I will remember those trips every Monday in like middle school for the rest of my life. I uh, totally forgot what I was about to say. But it has something to do with I noticed. Off film. Well, I because I worked at the camera counter. We, we so we sent the film off and had to come had the film come back in. So we would sit there and all the film would come in and we'd have to put it in a box, you know, and wait for people to come in and pick up their their pictures. And then if you were really bored uh, working at Montgomery Wards on you know like a late Saturday night, you would just go over and start looking through everybody's pictures. 
You know what I watched? You know how the other week we were talking about Steve Gutenberg and how we missed him? How yes. much we missed him? Good old so Steve. So I went back. I was, wa- I was going through uh, HBO and Netflix. I was looking for something to watch, and I saw Police Academy. Right. So I said, you know what? It's been so long, and I started watching Police Academy. Does it hold up? No. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. It does not. Um, especially since the first one doesn't really have Bobcat Goldthwait in it, which doesn't, you know, I really need more Bobcat in yeah. my police academy. Yeah, he was not, yeah, he was not in the first one. He was in the, he was in the ones that But there was a scene when, like, they're setting up, they're introducing you to all the characters and their terrible lives and terrible jobs, and they've decided to all go to the police academy. And there was the one guy, and he was, this is one of the reasons why it doesn't hold up. He was working one of those parking lot kiosk, kiosks that's like the one-hour photo developer, you know, and he's sitting right. there, you could buy rolls of film and drop off film, and it was in the shape of a camera. <laughs> and these guys show up and throw it on the back of their truck and then throw them over a bridge into the water. You know, it's and funny. He's floating away on the camera. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I remember that shot now that you mentioned. I remember that scene. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just talking to Bobby. This is unrelated, but kind of, sort of. That A couple of years ago, there was a story about in Orlando, there are places that if you, you buy Disney passes and then you don't use every day that's on the pass, they'll buy the pass from you and then they try to resell it to other people, which I don't think this works anymore because Disney now takes your fingerprint when you come in. Oh, yeah, it's but, legit. But it used to be security. you could buy like a five-day pass and then if you only used it for three days, you could they, they would buy, buy it from you and then sell the two days that are left to somebody else, like a reseller thing. And Disney, of course, is totally against Disney policy. And so there was this one, they did an expo, expose on it, right? And so they go to, it was like a kiosk in a parking lot where you could do this in Orlando. And they go and they talk to the person, they're like, you know, like, like 60 minutes, you know, ambushing them, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, I just work here and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we just do this thing. And then the next day they go back to do a follow up interview and the entire kiosk is gone. Not just, not just that it's closed, <laughs> but the entire building has been completely removed. It's just in the middle of the night, they just backed up a truck and loaded that sucker up. And they're like, we're not going to be here tomorrow when Channel 5 shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and they just packed, picked up the entire kiosk and drove off with it. On a side note, you could go to, you could probably pull that off at Disneyland because Walt Disney World Orlando Resort is so high tech. You have magic bracelets oh, with yeah. RFID technology, and they they actually scan your fingerprints and connect it to your ticket. If you go to Disneyland in California, it's still just like a paper ticket. It's like the same thing you get if you go to the movies. That's pretty, right. pretty much right. pretty much the level of scrutiny that you get. So they, that might still exist in Anaheim somewhere, but uh, yeah, the uh, the mouse has uh, got some pretty brutal security down here. So we you, there's no really like shuffle around to the point where. They've cracked down on employees giving uh, their passes to other people, and it's gotten a lot harder. Where we have clients and friends that work for the Universal Resort, and they just basically they log in online, and they put your name into a system, and they don't even have to be with you. You just go to a, uh, 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 a kiosk that's like a guest kiosk, and you just swipe your driver's license, and then all your tickets pop out. Where Disney, it's like they, uh, the employee has to be with you, and they only get so many a year, and then they also give you a cavity search on the way in, and uh. they impl- Yep, they implant a mouse-sized chip onto your brain so that you spend all your money See, when you're me, in there. For me, that's reason enough to be an employee, is the free cavity search. Uh. <laughs> you it's know just I mean? one of the perks. I, 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 the I, perks. Didn't, I didn't read about that in the brochure when I was thinking about working there, or else I'd be working at Disney today, Gary. Happy World Photography Day. So, um, you might be listening to this podcast on the day of the eclipse, 
And yes, this um, is what we need to talk. And about. I would just like to say, why is everybody so crazy nuts <laughs> over the eclipse? I understand that the last one happened in but like 1969 or something like that, but ultimately, it's just the moon passing in front of the sun. I mean, it's well, not, today is. Today we're recording this on a Sunday morning, and the eclipse is what the the the, the, it's the Monday. Monday. It's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. It's the day this comes out. So if you're listening to this, the day it comes out. It's possible that you're listening to this during the eclipse. There's a really good chance that I'm going to be in my studio in my office. I don't have any windows to the outside. We've got 90 percent coverage. That like the eclipse, this uh, this astral event that comes once every bajillion whatever years. I don't care, right. but like. It's just going to come and go, and I won't even notice because I'll be too busy editing photos while watching Netflix at the same time. You won't even know it. You won't even. You won't even know what's going on. There's a really strong possibility that I won't even. I will completely miss it. Like an industry event in Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely missed it. So, you know what? I've seen so many so many photos about uh, and articles popping up about the eclipse. For example, like um, animals do strange things. Uh, you know what animals are? What are animal behaviors during the eclipse, and what glasses to get ready and stuff? And what would be really cool is just to go outside and take pictures of all of the people just looking up with cardboard take, glasses yeah. on. And that's another thing is I know, every photographer I know wants to photograph the eclipse, and I have no desire to photograph the eclipse. And you know why? Because every photographer be- <laughs> I know is photographing the eclipse. And there will be uh, millions of photos of it available for you on the internet yes. to view. Yeah. Uh, you know, and probably about, people do a better job photographing it than I would. I wondered, I, I thought about that uh, not too long ago, and I thought, you know, maybe maybe this is why I like weddings so much still. I like weddings so much. Because when you photograph a wedding, you really are photographing something that no one has photographed before and no one will photograph again. And that's right. You're so special. I mean, I'm just you know you when you photograph a, a woman in her in her in her bridal gown, she's never going to have that picture taken of her again, and and has, and has in most cases never had it done before, and and so to me it's more fun, it's more special because I'm getting to photograph this thing that's unique, you know. I guess that's one of the reasons why I don't think I would get a big kick out of being a, a Super Bowl photographer. Like you're on the, you know you're on the sideline with 300 other guys taking pictures of that guy throwing a pass. How excited can you get about it, really? So you want to be the only one. It's not that I want to be the only one, so per, so per se, but like you said, everyone's taking pictures of the eclipse. So if I take right. a picture of the eclipse, I'm going to be like, okay, well, there's a nice picture of the eclipse, but there's another 50,000 nice pictures of the eclipse. So I guess, I guess in a way, yes, I don't feel so special because I didn't do anything special. It's probably the same reason I don't take photos at workshops or classes. Yeah, well, that's you know? exactly right. I have no desire to photograph a model that 20 other photographers are photographing. Yeah, and then you're going to see that in the next round of like competition or Facebook posts, like all those people posting a picture of the exact same person from slightly different angles. I just don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I just don't have a desire to do that. I think part of it also, though, is my deep-seated desire to not have to compete against people or be judged. I really don't want to be judged. I really don't want to be judged, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I go take a picture of the eclipse and post it online, then there's going to be five people posting better pictures, and now it's like, and now I just feel bad about myself. Instead of oh, feeling gosh, good yeah. about myself, I just feel bad about myself. Are photography groups on Facebook so brutal that when you post a photo, that unless you're a person that people, you know, you if, of a certain reputation where people aren't going to start picking you apart, like I can't imagine that Sue Bryce posts something on Facebook and somebody goes, um. Why did you hold the hand that way? Are you sure you didn't want to tilt it slightly more towards, you know? But if you post a picture, no matter how good it is, 
you know, somebody's going to say something about it. Like, oh, that's interesting that you chose to uh, leave that second catch light in there. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Go drown yourself in a bathtub, you jerk. Yeah. Everybody, and I, yeah, I have no desire to get into that. Yeah. It's why I'm such a bad competitor at, at our competition, at IPC, is because I just really don't want to be judged. Well, you're always being judged. Yeah. Have you ever posted a photo on your business page and then another photographer comes in and starts critiquing it? No, but I know it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm posting stuff to clients, for clients, and then uh, photographers will get in there and they'll just start asking a bunch of questions about it. I'm like, get you, bitch. Yes. No, this is not the place. (laughs) This is is advertising. It's like, why don't you go up and paint your question on a billboard? Because that's what this is. It's right. just a billboard. This is just advertising here. Yes, yes. Well, it's uh, so it is Eclipse Day uh, today, the, the day that this comes out. And I have to say unequivocally that I could not care less. There's like 15-mile backups of traffic of people driving into towns all along the Eclipse uh, center or whatever it's called. Yeah, but we got a we got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. You know, it's like, <laughs> like I don't want to be stuck in traffic for this crap. You know, well, it's not going like, to bother us because we we don't. We, I think we're going to get like a seventy percent. So seventy percent of the uh, sun will be covered uh, by. So the, basically, it's going to be a giant flaming banana in the sky. Yeah, for a few minutes, pretty yeah. much. But don't look at it and don't try to photograph it w- without a without a like ninety eight percent neutral density filter. Yeah, well, you know, there are plenty of places, I'm sure, if you turn on the internet and you're a photographer, if you scroll down your Facebook feed for, I don't know, three seconds, you'll see 500 articles on what not to do. But we can post that. I think both Petapixel, F-Stoppers, and a few other places have all posted um, articles this week on what not to do during the eclipse. So, you know, check all those out before you... uh, Actually, you probably already did at this point. (laughs) You know, good luck. Good luck destroying your sensor or going blind or whatever. Just have fun. Know that as you do it, I want you to think of me inside watching Netflix, not caring. My father did say something interesting because um, the last one happened in the late 60s. I remember it. There you go. That's how old I am, ladies and gentlemen. I remember it. I was maybe five or six years old, something like that. I remember us going out, watching it on television and going outside where we set up a box on the ground so you could look at the box and not look at the thing. And um, my father said he specifically remembers when it happened that they said at that time, the next one will be uh, August 21st of 2017. And my father thought, I won't be alive to see it. And he is. And he is, yeah. That's really cool, though. So that's kind of cool. So when the eclipse happened when you were a kid, were the villagers distressed that the gods were so angry at you? In fact, quite distressed. (laughs) Quite distressed, yes. How many many goats did your village sacrifice to appease the angry god in the sky? It was was three goats. Um, To be honest, it might have been four goats. I, I wasn't paying much attention because I was too distracted by the fact that none of the women wore any shirts. (laughs) <laughs> that that I found that distracting even at that young age that you know I thought for the love of god a tube top or something can we can we just get civilized here but no. a little bit of mystery a they little were bit all, of mystery they goes were all a long topless. way they were all topless yeah. of course uh but it was it was quite the event them Nat geo boobies yes yes uh, hey speaking of speaking of babies and boobies by the way we had the big announcement oh, hey, this yeah. last week yeah yeah, yeah. Found out that, uh, if, if for those of you who don't know, my wife Julie and I are expecting our second child this December, and we just discovered at a big, way over-the-top party this last weekend that we're having another girl. That's right. Gary will have two daughters the same as me. 
My friend, uh, my friend Kevin texted me, and he's like, uh, he's, he's like, that's it. You're behind enemy lines for the rest of your life. <laughs> you are. You do. You're, you're, you're done. You're, yeah. You'll see. You're going to live in a world of estrogen. You might as well get your cycle on the same, uh, you know, as theirs now because it's. Coming. It is already. Yeah. I already cycle with my family. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice though. You know, like we eat ice cream on the couch together and talk about our feelings. It's good stuff. You know, I. I it, it doesn't matter what you have, girls or boys. Everybody will tell you that what they have is the best thing to have. But of course, I think the girls are the best thing to have because there will be times when you will. Lament the fact that you're not buying Transformer toys, but then those times will be offset by the mornings when both your daughters want to come and cuddle with you in bed. And you'll be like, I had, you know, I had the greatest moment of my dad life with my daughter, by the way, because, you know, they think daughters is all, uh, you know, daughters all about princesses and pink and fluffy things. And here's the thing. My wife is such a tomboy. She's like a four letter. She was a four letter athlete in high school. You know, she's. T- band t-shirts and jeans she's just real like just not what you would call a girly girl although she is a girl um but the uh, <laughs> i hope so uh, she's expecting true. a baby in december <laughs> science is science is amazing um <laughs> yeah but uh my daughter to my wife's sort of like perplexed uh curiosity is the pink purple princess right everything she every day she wants to wear a dress a big floofy princess dress Everything is pink. Everything is purple. And my wife's like, where did this come from? And I'm sitting over in the corner going, maybe me. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Who's my little princess? Who's my little princess? <laughs> Daddy's princess. Um, who's... <laughs> So we're at Disney Springs uh, three nights ago. And Disney Springs, for those of you who don't know, it's, it used to be called Downtown Disney. It's basically like shopping and dining on Disney property, but you don't have to pay to get in. And there is, ever since Disney bought Lucasfilm, a lot of Star Wars-related stuff at the Disney parks. And they have two, not one, but two Star Wars-themed gift shops at the uh, Disney Springs. And you can build your own lightsaber there. Like oh, yeah. you take all the little pieces and you build a toy lightsaber. I may or I, have... I may or may not have done that. <laughs> I'm, I I'm not may... going to. I'm not going to go small, on record. I may have a small collection of lightsabers. Yeah. Um, so Julie was there the week before with uh, with her sister, and they were out shopping. And Ellie had seen, and my daughter's two and a half. She's very smart, very vocal, talks a lot. Two and a half year old. And she was in there with my wife. They went by the. St- she saw other kids building lightsabers, and then uh, she asked to build one. And I wasn't there. And Julie said, "You cannot build your first lightsaber without your father. You cannot do it." And so that's a rite of passage. Yeah. yeah oh my God. That's that's divorceable right there. It's like uh, if my daughter comes over with a lightsaber and I wasn't there to cry <laughs> like a little girl while it was happening. Uh, that's great. So, you cannot build your first lightsaber without your father. <laughs> Not without your father. So three days ago, we're at Disney Springs, and we're having ice cream, um, and uh, we're sitting there going, uh, you know, talking with Julie's family, and, and Ellie says to me, she goes, Daddy, I want to go to the Star Wars store and make a lightsaber. And, uh, well, translate that into two-year-old. It sounded more like, Daddy, I want to go to the Star Wars right. store and make a lightsaber. But that's more what it sounded like. But, you know, I pretend. In my in my voice, she sounds like a... Uh, she sounds like Boo Ray Perry, actually. And you immediately mind. broke down in the middle of the park. <laughs> well, after I got done weeping, yeah. I said, Of course, baby. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> so we go over. We go over to the store, the Star Wars trading post or whatever. And then we start building a lightsaber. And, of course, the first thing you pick is the color of the blade. And, of course, it's a purple lightsaber. Of course it is. 
and then we she just starts picking the toys and the ladies helping her out we build this lightsaber so she she shows her how to how to open it and how to swing it so that it you know you know expands or whatever and hit the button to turn it on so ellie swings it and hits the button to turn it on and she says this the most beautiful words a two and a half year old can say to her father who's a star wars fan while swinging it around she goes daddy now i can fight darth vader you're so proud <laughs> so proud yeah, I was, I, you know, I, I, uh, they were just sweeping up around me, blubbering on the floor as they were getting ready to close the shop a few hours later. I was just overcome with emotion. No, it was, uh, it was a pretty cool moment because, you know, I feel like uh, you want your kids to like the things that you like, but if you try to make them like the things that you like, they'll hate it, you know? So I haven't, I haven't done anything to sort of push Star Wars onto my daughter, but she sort of is into it. So that's cool. And now this is cool. She kills her own monsters with her real lightsaber oh, now. She, yeah. That's also She's when a, there's monsters under the bed, you, you know, you say, go kill them with your lightsaber. Typically in the closet, you know, like, yeah, she'll, she'll, uh, she'll, she'll say, Daddy, there's a monster. I said, honey, go get your lightsaber. And she'll go get her lightsaber and she'll open the closet door and just start laying waste to <laughs> all her dresses hanging there. But she'll kill her own monsters. So that's pretty cool. So which brings me to the point, some, a friend of mine said, and like he saw the the baby reveal, he's like, "Yeah, you, the, the, you had a little bit of a disappointed look on your face, like you really wanted a boy." I said, "No way, dude!" I said, "I am good at being a girl dad. I am, oh, yeah. <laughs> I am awesome at being a girl dad." I said, "I wouldn't know what to do with a boy. Like, yeah. can I teach him how to play sports ball? Like, I don't know." Yeah, like- <laughs> see, that's me. I was that, that was me. Is I I would not be a good boy dad because I'm not. I'm a girls guy. I'm, yeah, I, you know, you go to a party. I'm in the kitchen talking to the women. Because, you know, the guys are going to spend 45 minutes talking about the new quarterback for the Buccaneers. And I'm like, really, that's like a 30-second conversation for me. We have a new quarterback. That's great. The women are talking about feelings and how somebody did something they shouldn't have. And that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I want to hear that conversation. Point me at the hen house. That's where I'm going. Absolutely. 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 I I could be be a girl dad all day long. We got an email. I think he also posted on our Facebook page from Jerry in Tasmania. Who, no. Who uh, said that he loves the show Gents. By the way, you can tell they're from another country when they say Gents. Yeah. He said, well, uh, love he the obviously show. doesn't know us very yes. well. Uh, love the show Gents. Too many photo podcasts tend to be a bit up themselves. Um, love your idle chatter. This was this is one of those <laughs> one of those emails where he's trying to compliment us, but in fact he is destroying us. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Love your idle chatter." You both obviously comfortable with your success and contribute here in a casual manner, and your lack of motivation is totally fine with me. <laughs> Hold on, can we print that up and frame it? Your lack of it? motivation. That's going to be my. That's going to be our new slogan uh, for the show. Fatherbomb Podcast. Complete lack of motivation. <laughs> no, I think that that doesn't need to be said. It's it's clearly obvious from everything from the uh, the audio quality to to the preparation that we don't put into each and every episode. It takes too much motivation to point out that we have a lack of motivation. Yeah, that's it. Would be too hard to illustrate that point. So let's, dude. Okay, thank you. Very. Who is Jerry? Jerry. Jerry in, that's a in Tasmania. That's the that's the most backhanded stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for pimp slapping the show. We appreciate you, Jerry. Thanks for being a listener and uh, tell your friends. Yeah, it's important. Now, speaking of telling your friends, I wanted to point out since we do have a little bit of time left, I wanted to point out that um, we always need your reviews on iTunes. Oh, so, yes, if you do. are listening to this podcast on iTunes podcast app or through Stitcher or anything, 
drop us a review so we've actually been climbing for the last couple of years higher and higher up the the uh, results if you search for photography or photography podcast to where we're on the kind of the first page now and i'd really like to get into that top row and to do that we need to get more reviews so um thank you to our complete lack of advertising that you never have to hear too many commercials on our show so to say thank you for that and for all of the idle chatter and complete lack of motivation uh please go ahead and head over to itunes and leave us a review on there uh five stars is appreciated but not required and uh, we thank you guys for being listeners. That helps us out a lot so more people can find out about us. That'd be great. All right. Uh, that about wraps it up for this uh, fantastic episode, the Eclipse and Why Weren't We Invited episode. <laughs> and uh, let's... Uh, you weren't invited to the Eclipse? We, weren't, we, were, invited to the, we were invited to the Eclipse, but we, we uh, weren't invited to everything that's happening this weekend. No, we weren't. And I, you know, sometimes something happens that leaves such deep and terrible scars that we can't... <laughs> You can't say it out loud, you know. For example, let's say that a bunch of your friends of the photography industry got together for a big party for all and for, you know, all these important people and then didn't invite you to it. Yeah. But that would hurt. I you know, I feel that it would almost lead one to then mercilessly mock uh said party for right. all time. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> guess guess what? We're burning it down now. Right. We're burning That's it down. Right. That's right. You and your stupid prom. <laughs> Everybody gets to be the prom king and queen. That's Enjoy right. it. You and your stupid prom. Okay, so uh, let's uh, talk about what's coming up because it's right around the corner, my friend. September 9th through the 11th at Focus. Go to areyouinfocus.com. This is going to be the best convention of the year in Orlando, Florida. If you can hear my voice and you can get to Orlando, Florida, you need to. Go to areyouinfocus.com and sign up for this convention. A fantastic lineup of speakers. Bure and Gary will be doing the podcast live at this convention. Uh, There's going to be a shootout, uh, like an Iron Chef shootout competition between two master photographers to see who can produce the best image in the shortest amount of time. Uh, there's going to be a crowd participation thing where you can go and shoot a model that everyone else is shooting and they're going to give prizes to the best pictures. There's going to be a trade show. Uh, it's just going to be, and there will be a great deal of drinking. Incredible lineup of speakers as well, I might add. We have some really, really great talent. Jared Platt and Lindsay Adler, Pete Rezac, and even more, Andrew Funderburg. Anything and everything you might want to learn in photography, there'll be someone there that will teach it to you that is an expert. I think, I mean, I've been coming to the Focus Convention since, oh gosh, probably, my first one I was probably 15 and I went with my parents. I mean, this is a convention that's been going on for a long time. I think this is the best lineup of speakers I've ever, ever seen. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, it really is an excellent lineup. It really is an excellent, uh, an excellent, excellent lineup, and I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, coming up for me in um, September 29th through October 2nd, I'll be at the Exposed Convention, Exposed 2017, Jekyll Island Conference Center. GPPA.com uh, is where you want to go, GPPA.com, and come see me there. And then I've been up- to that one. I've judged at, and spoken at that convention, and that is a great, great place. It's like a beautiful convention center, and it's you literally walk out the door of the convention center, and you're on the beach. It's a beautiful beautiful yeah. beach it's a beautiful place to to go and that's a great group so i would definitely if you want to go go to that for sure and then coming up january 14th of course 2018 imaging usa go to imagingusa.org what about you i am currently um retired from speaking no i'm oh, just yeah. kidding that's why you didn't get invited right there <laughs> all right so february 8th through the 11th 
2018. I will be in the uh, greater Cincinnati area for the Photo Pro Expo 2018. This is going to be a killer, killer event. I will be teaching two classes, one platform class that's going to be called uh, Master Your Marketing, and then I will be followed up with a whole half a day, like a four-hour hands-on uh, lighting and posing class for headshots and model portfolios and stuff. It'll be really cool. Um, that is actually in northern Kentucky, which is <laughs> it doesn't sound exciting, right? But it's actually um, it's like the sister city. It's right across the Ohio River from Cincinnati, and the hotel is on the river, so you're like looking into Cincinnati. And it's a really cool town with a lot of cool stuff to do. And um, honestly, last year was probably the most fun of any convention I went to was a Photo Pro Expo. We had a really, really good time. It's a great hotel, great group of people, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, I don't know why I'm doing this in reverse order, but in January, I will be teaching at the uh, SWPP in London, the Society of Wedding and Portrait Photographers Convention. I'll be doing two different classes. I'll be doing a marketing class and a headshot class, and I'll also be judging uh, their uh, competition. So it should be a lot of fun at both of those events. And of course, don't forget to go to Focus. Look, I don't care where you live. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. If you can get to Orlando, and Orlando is one of the cheapest cities in America to fly into because they want you to get here. If you've got nothing going on September 9th through the 11th, you've got a family, you've got kids, whatever, bring them because there's stuff for everybody to do and you can write off the whole darn thing. Yeah, Come my family, check out this one. Yeah, when they changed the, the uh, school system here so they go back to school in August, that was a big bum for my family because it used to be that the Focus Convention would fall the week before school started and my wife and kids would go with me and while I was doing seminars and stuff, my wife and kids would go shopping in Orlando and have a great time. They looked forward to it. It was like a thing they did every year and then when they changed the school system here so they couldn't do that anymore, they were really bummed about it. Orlando's well, what's great. Wrong with, uh, what's wrong with taking the kids out of school for a couple of days? <laughs> Well, you know. Because you know what? If you take well, the kids listen. to the parks on like a Monday during the school year, yeah. uh, you're a bad parent. But besides that, you know, there's going to be nobody there. There are going to be no right. lines, no waiting. It's, right. It's, you, you will have the run of the city. Yes, if you're it's, traveling uh, to Orlando, absolutely. Take the kids out of school and bring them here and take them to the parks and everything. But, but for us, we live here, so we don't do that. Well, I take yeah, it back. Well, we do. We take the kids out of school every year for very Merry Christmas. Yeah. At, uh, at exactly. Disney World. Yeah, which is a good, which is a good one. You get yeah. free hot cocoa and chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, it's the bomb. Okay, so uh, you can find us online. Go to facebook.com slash photobombpodcast or go to photobombpodcast.com. You can send us questions at questions at photobombpodcast.com. You can find Gary at hueysfioretti.com. Yep. You can find me at com, and we will see you back here again next week. See you later. See you later.